0: Mr. Xavier Reese and the virtue
1: of seeking wise counsel. The evidence of being spiritual mature is on how we handle information we hear and what we do with it. Proverbs 1:5 says, A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Proverbs 11.14, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety.
0: Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. In today's Simple Truths verse-by-verse study of the New Testament book of Philemon, we continue the story of transition from bondage to brotherhood that was brought about by Christian love and forgiveness. And providing wise counsel for the situation to the owner of the runaway slave Philemon is the Apostle Paul, making the appeal for restoration of the new convert Onesimus.
1: Let's listen. Paul um, continues in his intercession for Onesimus, revealing his plan here in view of his plea to Philemon. Let me read here verse 12 to 14. I am sending him back. You therefore receive him that is my own heart, whom I wish to keep with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. But without your consent, I wanted to do nothing, that your good might not be by compulsion, as it were, but voluntary. This intercession for Onesimus reveals for us here the plan of Paul in view of his plea to Philemon, let's begin here with the apostle Paul's personal decision regarding Onesimus, verse 12. I am sending him back. You therefore receive him. That is my own heart. Paul was not going to retain Onesimus with him at Rome. It is very clear now. But rather going to send him back to Philemon. Paul, Onesimus, and Philemon were brothers in Christ. Look at verse 16. No longer as a slave, but more than a slave, as beloved brother. <laughs> they were all brothers now. Look at verse 17. If then you count me as a partner, receive him as you would me. Onesimus as evidence of a new creature, had to take care of the wrong of his past life. Simple. Onesimus, as evidence of the new creature, had to attempt to reconcile his relationship to Philemon. Paul, in fact, was commending Onesimus as a trustworthy servant to Philemon. But Philemon hasn't seen this side of Onesimus yet. Notice, secondly, in verse 13, Paul's desire had been that Onesimus remain with him at Rome, whom I wish to keep with me. The personal pronoun again identifies the slave Onesimus. He was a former runaway slave, belonging to Philemon, who had been of no profit. Remember that play on words. His name means profitable, but he was unprofitable. He was the present slave of Christ who had been profitable to Paul, though. Verse 11 told us. And he had been born again, the spiritual son of Paul, verse 10 tells us. There's the change. There's the key. And so the apostle would have liked for Onesimus to stay at Rome with him. And you can see why. But he did not follow through with it. Paul knew it would be wrong on his part. Besides, Paul would be going to Colossae soon, verse 22 tells us. He says, but meanwhile also prepare a guest room for me. And then Paul apparently already knew that he would be released. For I trust that through your prayers I shall be granted to you. Notice Paul's desire also had been that Onesimus might assist him as an extension of Philemon that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. The slave Onesimus, notice, had been and would have continued to serve Paul during his imprisonment. The incarceration of the apostle was personalized by the phrase, my chains. Paul uses the word chains, identifying the restraints which he was shackled under the ministry has its um, servant like leaders and workers throughout the church regardless of denominational boundaries there are those who love the Lord and are doing what God has called them to do and they are being very faithful building the kingdom of God and thank God for these individuals But the ministry has its non servant like leaders and workers throughout the church, also regardless of denominational boundaries. There are pastors who say they love the Lord, but the works and evidence behind the scene reveal they are being faithful to build their own kingdom, even though God will use them to save people. They're great with crowds. And on a superficial level, but they are um, not with the people. They use numbers. They use people for their ends. And they can get a crown. They can raise money. But you have to look at what they're teaching. You have to look and see if there is transformation going on or just motivation going on. There's a big difference. The Apostle Paul's personal desire regarding Onesimus was revealed. He would have liked him to serve as Philemon's representative. It was a thought. That was his desire. But he wanted to be obedient. And so in verse 14... The Apostle Paul's personal denial regarding Onesimus is given to us. Paul would do nothing regarding Onesimus without the agreement of Philemon. But without your consent, I wanted to do nothing. Paul was submitting completely to Philemon at this point. The word but once again marks the sharp contrast between the desire of Paul and the decision of of Philemon. The Apostle Paul was demonstrating by his example the very thing he was asking Philemon to do. Are you ready for it? Denying himself. We can ask what is biblical because we live it. You understand? That's the most effective. By forgiving onesimus. By receiving onesimus as a brother by acknowledging Onesimus as a partner in ministry, by seeing Onesimus' usefulness for the kingdom now. Paul would do nothing without Philemon's thoughts on the matter. The word consent means the faculty of knowledge, mind, or reason. The word appears nine times in the New Testament. It is used for the Corinthians to have the same mind in 1 Corinthians 1.10 because they were all divided. I'm a Paul. I'm a Cephas. I'm an Apollos. Paul says, is Christ divided? Thank God I baptized no one but Crispus and Gaius and besides that, I don't want nobody else who I baptized. I didn't baptize my name. <laughs> it is used for Paul's judgment on marriage in 1 Corinthians 7.22. It is used for Paul's advice on the collection for the poor saints of Jerusalem in 2 Corinthians 8.10. Look at the word or the phrase, I want it. It's in the aorist tense, meaning the act of choosing as opposed to the process of wishing the imperfect that we saw in verse 13. There you have the process. I wish to call him, to keep him, retain him. But here, this is the act of now choosing. This is what he decided. So the tense makes it very clear as the reader is reading it. There's no mistake. Notice Paul would not force Philemon to decide anything against his will. That your good deed might not be by compulsion, as it were. But as he says there, but voluntary. Hmm. Paul in the use of the word, that, once again, a hina clause, presents another purpose clause. In order that the good deeds, agathos, we've seen that word before, describing the nature of the service through Onesimus, if it ever took place, would be after the nature of, of being upright, honorable and excellent as a result of his counsel. you understand? The same word was used in verse six of the very works of Philemon for the saints. You see, Paul did not want the service of Onephimus to be something forced upon Philemon. Have you ever been forced to do something? Are you, you excited? you did it because you were forced, but your heart's not in it. The word compulsion speaks for itself. Something imposed on a person, either forcibly or by coercion. The same word is used for the wrong way to give money to God, not grudgingly or of necessity. There's the word, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. No one should ever be forced to give money to God. Begging and forcing and pleading and moving people emotionally, coercing them to give because we're going to get off the fool. <laughs> Poor God, he's broke. I wonder if anybody's told God lately that he's broke. And so Paul would only expect and accept the exercise of Philemon's own free will but voluntary the apostle was looking for the permission of Philemon notice that the word but is aya or Allah A-L-L-A it could be translated nevertheless notwithstanding or better rather the point is not a contrast between the two like the word but the point is focusing on the better of the two At this point. I I want your will. That's what I want. Wow. He's the aged Paul. The apostle. The prisoner of Jesus Christ. And he's respecting Philemon altogether. Wow. Now that's someone you look up to. That's someone you admire. I've known many men in position of leadership and they have not led by example they exercise their authority and power when they need it rather than respecting others the better of the two is described by the word voluntary it means willingly of one's own accord what a great choice it is to be free to choose huh? you can um Choose the type of car you want to buy. Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Chevy, Ford. You can pick the color you want. You can pick the interior you want. You're free to choose. When choice is removed from you, it's not quite the same. The adjective form here is found only this one time in the New Testament, voluntary, voluntary. The adverb form is used two other times in Hebrews ten twenty six, where it says that they willfully sin after they receive the truth. And in First Peter 5, 2, uh, willingly serving, not by compulsion, as the ministers of Christ. The apostle then would wait to hear Philemon's own decision is what he's telling him. The apostle did not want to lay law or duty upon Philemon, but rather a complete freedom to decide on his own determination. When someone is free to choose who to marry, they are very, very happy. Though sometimes they make a mistake. You can have your choice, but your choice doesn't guarantee that it's the right choice. But if you have a shotgun wedding, and that's unheard of today, but there was shotgun weddings at one time. And you had to. Though you were willing to do it, your heart wasn't completely in it. It makes a big difference when you want to and when you have to. You understand? It makes all the difference in the world. The apostle needed to know the judgment of Philemon on the particular matter. The apostle was a man of character, not one to abuse his power to manipulate people, not one to abuse his power to command people. You remember Jonathan, the son of Saul, Saul? He would not presume to take the throne for himself, though his father wanted him to. He turned to David, and his father continually tried to turn him against David. He turned to David in the wilderness, and he says, David, you will be the next king, and I will serve under you. And he stripped himself of his armor and everything and placed it at David's feet. What a commendable man. This is the Apostle Paul. Submitting himself. If you fight to attain, you have to fight to maintain. If you just do what God has called you to do, you don't have to worry about promotion. It doesn't come from the east to the west. It comes from the Lord. You don't have to worry about anyone taking anything from you if God gave it to you. Just serve. Be what God's called you to be. The person who holds another in higher esteem than themselves will always speak to them first on any matter that regards them. But if you think of yourself higher than others, then you won't take the time to talk to the person because you figure you know better, right? Right? I want to talk to that idiot. He doesn't know anything. Be it regarding their time, property, or family. For people can become very presumptuous in their rights and authority over others. Be it in making a decision in ministry, the way they handle things sometimes. I need to go to them first. In the spirit of gentleness and meekness, Galatians says, right? The way I would want to be confronted. Not like, hey, what's this I hear? Come here. You know what, John, can I talk to you? You know, somebody told me something. I I don't think it's true. I hope it isn't, but you're the only one that can verify. Can I ask you the question? Sure, what's up? The way I would want to be confronted, you understand? Big difference. Be it in hearing gossip, slander, or rumors. Matthew 18 is the key. Simple principle. Now the context there is when someone has something against you, you go to them. But the principle is simple. You always go back to the person. Always go back to the source. Don't run with information, gossip. Don't, don't run with things. and Always go back and verify it. The evidence of being spiritual mature is on how we handle information we hear and what we do with it. The simple principle, again, is you have to hear both sides. Real simple. Proverbs 1.5 says, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Then you have to assess the truthfulness of the information in light of all the facts available. Proverbs 18, 13 says, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. The old Arab proverb says it's better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. The precaution against pride is that whenever there is a question or not a clear answer seek the counsel of others Proverbs eleven fourteen: where there is no counsel the people fall but in the multitude of counselors there is safety if I can see something clear and I've got the information it's very clear in the scripture fine but I just can't put my finger I'm not sure then I need to talk to other people I need to pray I need to bounce things off the nature of our relationship with God is one of choice and free will in response to his love. And so it is to be with our relationship with each other. Let me give you some of the one-anothers. Just in the book of Romans, okay? There are many one another's. In Romans 12:10, it says, Be kind, kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor, giving preference to one another. Romans 12.6, be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Romans 13.8, owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Romans 14.13, therefore let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall. In our brother's way. Now the fact of not judging there means critically, without the facts, or too early. Romans 15:5. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another according to Christ Jesus. Romans 15:7. Therefore receive one another just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Romans fifteen fourteen. Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brother, that you are also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. These are just some of the one another's that are found in the book of Romans. But they're enough to reprove us, rebuke us, and exhort us to do the biblical thing. Listen to um, the preacher, Solomon, in Ecclesiastes twelve thirteen. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Two things he gives us. He knows we can't handle more than two things. <laughs> he keeps it simple. The Apostle Paul's personal denial was communicated. He would not retain Onesimus without Philemon's say-so. And so here you have Paul's intercession for Onesimus revealing his plan in view of his plea to Philemon, which is characterized by the Apostle Paul's personal decision regarding Onesimus, which was expressed. The Apostle Paul's personal desire regarding Onesimus, which was revealed, and the Apostle Paul's personal denial of Onesimus, which was communicated. He lays it out. What a great guy. To the point. Not playing games, not playing church. <laughs> That's our exhortation. There's so much playing church going on today. Paul had great respect for Philemon. He demonstrated in word and in deed. Well, with that,
0: let me say that Pastor Xavier Reese has been delivering a verse-by-verse study of Paul's epistle to Philemon, highlighting verses 12 through 14 today. Now, just before we close, let me mention that copies of today's Simple Truths message titled, Paul's Respect for Philemon, are available for only $4 on CD. And this will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is simply Paul's Respect for Philemon, or just mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485.